Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yarrr! Welcome to the Java Men Fighting Illini podcast presented by the Big Banter Network. It's January 4th. This is Suds. We got a great crew tonight. We got Java Jubes, Java Joe in the house. Gentlemen, what is going on? How we doing? Who runs our Twitter account? I heard it went viral today. Spy, that was well done, man. Very clever to, to pick that quote there by our leader, Brad. That was such a great video, too, because he had such a funny smile on his face when he was saying that. <laughs> yeah, with Brad, you never know if the innuendo is uh, serious or not. Speaking of that, did you guys catch the interview after the Northwestern game of Brad? He was just so happy. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. That was great. Collins's <laughs> interview was great, too. He was, he was making me feel good about the Illini, too. And we all know how the Java men think Collins is such a better X's and O's guys than Brad. That was what we call taking someone to school from an X's and O's standpoint. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll get into it, but I mean, I don't know what they could have done. We were, was, we dominated that game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that for sure. But I, I will say I was very impressed with Collins and how he handled that press conference. I know we like to hate on him during the Java pods, but... I, I got a lot of respect for that guy. One thing that I thought was hilarious, I texted this to you, Jubes. So I don't know if you guys caught what Colin said, where he said, you know, I, I don't really believe in flushing it because if you lose and you lose like that, you got to learn and you got to understand why you lost. Coming from a White Sox fan who watched <laughs> the White Sox lose 100 games, if you watch a couple of the Pedro Grafal interviews after the White Sox 100th loss, all he says during the post game is, "Yeah, you just gotta flush it." <laughs> I was just like, "This is unbelievable." I'm just not ready for baseball season. Would, would you yeah. rather him say "flush it" or would you rather him say, "We gotta find the why"? Like, <laughs> yeah. like Nagy used to say. I, I, I'm not sure there's an answer there. <laughs> unfortunately, for White Sox tubes, Collins is a good guy, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eberflus right, is at the good end of the year. He is. We, we got to, well, you know, I, I know we don't like to talk Bears here on this pod, but the, the Bears got some some redemption here. This I mean, it looks year. like some coaches are turning around. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Huge show tonight, gentlemen. Two weeks since we last talked. We're going to start it off. We, we got to talk a little bit about the Mizzou game and just, how fun that was. Bills, I'm going to pass this to you. T- tell me a little bit about the Mizzou game. We, Me and you were there in person. Atmosphere was incredible. What were your thoughts? Yeah, it was It was 10 out of 10, no, 11 out of 10. <laughs> the boy, the couple of the Java men were in town. Scallywags were out. Had some, some drinks, some food at McGurk's ahead of time. It was, it was a blast. And then we just had good vibes going into the game. Dude, the Reuben from McGurk's, the dare I say the Jamie Reuben <laughs> sandwich from McGurk's. How good is that? The key, the key to that Reuben sandwich is it's corned beef fillet cuts and not sliced <laughs> cuts. That's the secret. 
it was so good Ruben. and then we it was just it was it was a exact opposite of the feeling i had from last year when i was sitting there we came out and we just dominated from the start and it was we were hitting shots we were getting loose balls and just the crowd was going nuts and that's like exactly what happened opposite last year so it was just such a great feeling to return that um there was never what after 10 minutes in there really was never a doubt we were gonna win that game yeah after 10 minutes in i don't even think it took that long very stress-free very especially being at the game joe it's just like you know how you know how it is when you have just like a a close game going back and forth and you know it's going to go down to the last possession like you you just even two minutes in you could just tell the talent level there is no comparison the last possession that was cool. Sometimes I was there for the Ravante Rice three to win Ooh. it. That yeah. was pretty. Those are pretty. Like those are pretty sick. That was a classic. The buzzer beaters. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it couldn't have been. We had a great night after. Um, you know, woke up a little bit hungover, but like I said, I actually had Taco Bell uh, <laughs> at one a.m. <laughs> that morning, and I texted out to the Java men, "Victory one a.m. Taco Bell. There's nothing like it." I think the highlight of my night was when we were, I think there was like five minutes left and all the Mizzou fans piling out and we're all singing na 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 <laughs> goodbye. And then just some Mizzou fan locks eyes with me and just flips me the bird <laughs> and walks right out. Just felt great. What was the ratio of Illinois to Mizzou fans there? Oh, it, it was, was, what would you say? It wasn't 100% full because. The zoo fans didn't show up. Yeah, so it was probably probably sixty percent of the place had Illinois fans, and what thirty percent had Mizzou fans. Thirty five percent with five to ten percent open seats. Yeah, does that sound right? Yeah, I mean, if you were just doing a, a straight split, I mean, majority Illini. I don't know if you could tell on TV. It wasn't like Vegas, but it was. It wasn't quite that level, but close. Yeah, Vegas. It was more crowded than the. It was more, uh, more people in the stands than the Vegas one. Yeah, but more. But I mean, that was a line I dominated too. Yeah, yeah. Jubes, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, Mizzou was pretty bad. I, I don't really like glean too much from it, other than I think when we play bad teams this year, like we're not gonna fuck around with them like we did last year. Um, yeah, we're just gonna take it to them and. I mean, outside of, like, the Oakland game, really, like, none of the games have been close when they've played an opponent that they absolutely should have beat. So that's, like, the main takeaway. And also, it looks like Hawkins is... I don't know if something was going on with his leg at the beginning of the year. Um, I think I saw that he he was more injured than they were letting on um, in those first couple games. But he looks pretty healthy and back, and he's shooting well, and he's taking good shots, and... He's not dribbling and doing the pump fake step back thing too much. So I really, I really liked what I saw out of him in that game. Yeah, it was just it was full domination. The yeah, the athleticism, the fast break play was on full display that game. Just yeah. a couple, just wow plays. Yeah, I mean, it, it was very clear. Shannon was the best player on the court that game. I mean, we. We'll get to that. We're going to talk about expectations now with with TSJ suspended. Um, but the, he was it was full display for the Mizzou game. 
the final score of that game, 97-73. So 24-point victory. I think I called a 25-point victory, if you guys remember. We were going around the You were dead on. on the pot. I was, yeah, I missed it by one point. I was pissed. I, they, I, I checked it because, Joe, didn't we leave with like two minutes left? Yeah, we and left then, and we we got the we got the bus that was supposed to go to a different <laughs> bar in Soulard, and we had him paid him some money to take us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that so was a great move. Not only did he drop off the Java men in our in our scallywags, <laughs> but he dropped off a few people that were supposed to go to the other bar that came from Yerks. <laughs> yeah. It's called playing chess like Brad. <laughs> that was a slick move by Java Joe. <laughs> Very slick. Yeah, but when we walked out of the stadium, I think it was twenty five exactly. I was really I was pumping my chest on the way out and then we got to McGurk's for, for some bread bombs and just we're having a great time closing out McGurk's at night. Yeah, we 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 renamed the uh car bombs bread bombs. <laughs> yeah, the car bombs. The car bombs were going down. The bread bombs were going down smooth. The car bombs um equated to me having three too many items from Taco Bell. I think it was a direct <laughs> correlation. All right, so we take down Mizzou three days before Christmas, December 22nd. A week later, December 29th, we have FDU at home, first game without Shannon. And, I, I mean, I don't know what your guys' thoughts, the first five minutes. I don't think we need to touch on this game too much. It seemed like the first four or five minutes we were trying to figure it out, and then all of a sudden it just clicked. We end up scoring 104 points in that game, which FDU – Made the tournament last year. We know they they took down our Friday opponent, our opponent that we play tomorrow, the Boilermakers in the first round. 104-71, we take care of business. Let's fast forward here to what we saw on Tuesday night. Just pure domination. In my opinion, you guys talked about it earlier. I think that was Brad's best coaching performance of his Illini career. Jubes, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, we've he's been he did what we've all been clamoring for, which is actually constructing a game plan that m- takes advantage of your strengths and your opponent's weaknesses. And last year they just let Boo Booey pick and roll him to death on the offensive end and they they weren't really i mean we remember last year they weren't really running stuff the the game they they were blowing us out at home last year and then basically Shannon just took over the game in the second half who he was just basically driving every play um but but this game they said you know we're we're bigger than their guards and we're bigger than Boo Booey we're bigger than Ty Berry um we're more athletic than their forwards Brooks Barnheiser and Ryan Langboard He's Ryan Langberg is kind of like a, a, a guard forward. Um, and with Matthew Nicholson, their big their big center, they were taking him out of the paint that which allowed uh, which allowed Illinois guys to to drive and play the booty ball, uh, as Brad coined it when <laughs> Shrewsbury did that to him uh, last year. So it was I mean, he he did exactly what they should be doing and what they should be doing to other teams. Um, they took the big guy to the paint. They were. They said, "Hey, your guards are, are small. Our guards are six five and and bigger than you. And we're gonna back you in. And we're if you're gonna if you're gonna double team us, we're gonna have a cutter that's ready to go. And it's it's clear that these guys on the team know how to play basketball and know 
when to make yeah. cuts and um, when to when to make the extra pass. They they kind of know how the plays are going to develop, and that's just something that we didn't really see at all on last year's team. Last year's team was like primarily one on one. I felt like so it was it was. I mean, it was a beautiful performance. It was it was the best game that I've seen a Brad Underwood coach team play, um, especially offensively. And I think we all know, I mean, this year has been a little different. We're, we're actually ranked pretty high offensively on Kempom. I think we're, what, 12th now? Yeah, 12th. Um, but, I mean, offense has been Brad's struggle um, for the majority of his time here. And like, we really, we really turned a, a corner in, the, in that game. It'll be interesting to see how he changes or, um, kind of keeps going with what, what they did, uh, against Purdue. But I mean, I was, I was like laughing during the game. I don't know if anybody else was not because like, <laughs> not, I was just like, so shocked that like this was yeah. happening to like a team that I root for because usually it so like, good. it's just not, it's not this much of a shellacking when you're when you don't really expect it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I was that I couldn't believe that 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 game transpired like it did, especially after they they found out Shannon would be suspended for you know who knows how long or the whole season. We, I mean, I even saw Dane pass out of a double team. That honestly might be the first time I ever saw him do that. Like I'm not even being facetious. It's crazy. Dane had some good looks. Dude, the, the, the dance. And he only played four minutes. He played a good he four, though. four minutes. I mean, that that was... Yeah. I, Dane will give you a good 10. I, Brad's figured it out, though, right? Like, we were calling for this last year. He was starting... Dane Didn't Dane start last year? He was playing, like... He started every game. Every game once, I think, past maybe the... I think from the Mizzou game on... There, there were a few season or a few games at the beginning of the season that he didn't start. Like, he wasn't starting in Vegas. Right. How about that defensive possession against Bowie? Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? I think it was retweeted yeah. a couple times. Oh, just unbelievable. Boo Bowie is so good at like getting a shot that is very unorthodox up. Like he doesn't completely elevate and he doesn't like try to beat you off the dribble. He just puts it up when you don't expect it. And like it looked like Coleman was ready for that. Like yeah. he, he just looked like he, he wasn't like he knew exactly what Boo Booey was gonna do and he could and he could stay with him. You know, and, and that guy's probably I mean, in the Big Ten, he's probably a first team all American yep. or not all American, but first team Big Ten guard. I mean for sure. It's probably but, but yeah, I mean, so that's that's impressive. Bills. Yeah. Bowie's I mean Bowie's awesome. The, the problem is the rest of their team isn't very good. Yeah. Barnheiser, Barnheiser, I, there's, he's not good. <laughs> he's not good. Like, I can see how, like, Langboard is because I watched him in the tournament last year at Princeton, right? He was at Princeton. Yeah, he could shoot. Yeah, he could shoot. So, like, that's just going to happen. If, if, if you're, like, a, a knockdown shooter and you're, you're not making shots, then you're just not going to be good. But, like, clearly he'll get his shot back at some point. But Barnheiser's just, he's supposed to be, it appears to be that he's supposed to be more than that. And I, he was just, I couldn't believe how bad he was. Like he ba- played the whole game basically. Yeah. Barry, you can see how you can see Barry's going to be a good, I think he's still pretty young, but like Barry played better in the second half. I thought he, he was bad in the first half, but yeah, he's, he's pretty good. But like even like Nicholson, he kind of sucks too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, 
I will give, um, you know, as one of the spokesmen for the PED, Brad uh, took the, f- the squad's favorite son, Collins, and stuffed him in a locker. <laughs> and we'll just, we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, I will say this: that our defense is going to. <clears throat> I could see our defense getting, you know, worse, a little bit worse, in our offense. If this even it makes sense, losing a twenty point per point Ameri- uh, all American, that our offense will won't really skip a beat, but that our our defense will because I think Terrence Shannon is that good at defense, and he's just when you can have him and Ty Rogers. The problem is when you roll out a starting lineup with Damask and Goody, it's just like you're not you're not that bad. You're not you're just not gonna have a lockdown defender. Neither of those guys are locked down like Rogers and Shannon are. So that just hurts your perimeter defense. I mean, I think I think they're smart basketball players, so they play, you know, what's the word for slow white guys? You play good team defense. So that's, you know, that I think Student that's... Student of the game, Gritty. Yeah, exactly, that kind of <laughs> stuff. So it, I'm a little bit concerned about the defense um, because it, 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 the offense is interesting because if you just like, all right, so we got to make, we got to make up, let's do a little exercise. We got to make up 20 points for TSJ. And if you look at like the guy, I, I just I don't think Harmon's going to score eighteen to twenty points a game. But even if Harmon scores, you know, six more, let's call it six more points than his average. What was he uh, averaging before? Like five? He was averaging really? about five points a game. Yeah. So you think okay. he can average close to eleven? Right. That's very so reasonable. And then if everyone else just pitches in, you know, let's call it two to three points each. So like Hawkins, Damask. Goody, Garrier, and Rogers. You know, it's uh, however that is distributed. Distributed. That's that's what anywhere from ten to fifteen points a game plus the extra six that Harmon's going to bring. He has to bring the bulk scoring. Those are the guys that are getting the primary minutes. Yeah, I I think they can make up the twenty. Not like not all of them, but they can make up close to it. Right, like missing around five. So then it's. A matter of okay, we got to up up our re- for whatever reason. Shannon didn't get a ton of rebounds, so the the whole team's got to rebound better. And then they they got to figure out a way to they got the Damask and Goody got to figure out a way to play good defense because Hawkins and Garrier at the four and five playing defense are elite. Yeah, <laughs> it's say. so good. It's so good. That's all I could think about for that that whole first half. How good they were. Defense. Well, how about Goody though? Goody was like flying all over the place. Goody hustles, man. He he gets after. He dives on the ground. I I love Goody. I love. He's tough on the boards, and he hasn't been shooting that well. Like he's not going to shoot as bad as he has been the last couple games. Who who releases the all glue guy team? He'll be on the all glue guy team. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's just it's such an advantage when like Ty Rogers is your point guard defensively because he can guard that team's creator usually or that they can put him on them like it like i think last year in the second half shannon guarded Bowie and he didn't really do anything but like ty rogers is becoming that type of guy defensively yeah and that's that's going to be really difficult for teams to to deal with i mean this team is just so like big and like athletic that there's going to be a lot of teams that just can't compete with them like on the boards and they're just going to like, it's just going to be one shot and then 
were going the other way and on the offensive glass too. I mean, it, there's, they had a lot of offensive rebounds as well. So, I mean, Northwestern's like not as athletic as some other big 10 teams, but there's, there's no team that's as big as Illinois, you know, one through five, you know what I mean? So it's just going to be, it's interesting. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's funny, like all these analytics and I, I'm an analyst. I like analytics. I follow, follow them. I think they're good. However, it's like, oh, Illinois, you know, is whatever, 200th in one of them in November. And then in December and January, we're like, I think, number one in offensive efficiency in one of them. Yeah. And or, the Bart what's the, what's, Torvik, what are the other ones? Yeah. The, yeah. The Bart Torvik. I saw that. And Joe. P- part of me just is like, well, do I need analytics to tell me that? Or is it just we're making our free throws and we're making our three pointers more? Like yeah. sometimes, like, you're just making more shots. I know it's not that simple, but. Literally, that's all it's been the last three games is we are just making open shots, most of them, and we're making our free throws. And like Brad, sometimes it's since, as simple as that. But Brad did say that in the post game, Joe, but you're only going to make, I think we were 10 of 18 from three against Northwestern. You're only going to go 10 of 18 if those threes are wide open. And I don't think we took right. one bad three in that game. And that was because of the offense. And no, it looked like Penn State. It looked exactly like Penn State. Yeah, just being relentless with the booty ball. We might have to do a Java Men booty ball shirt. Why didn't Penn <laughs> State score games last year? Because they were just defense. They're too small. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, defensively, they yeah, probably they, weren't I as mean, good as like we are now. Like we're we're yeah. like as efficient as they were on offense. Like, dude, those games were miserable to watch. They did the same thing ev- down every <laughs> possession. And got a, a great shot. It was either a picket shot five feet from the basket or a wide open three. That's basically what we did in yeah. Northwestern. And then we just have awesome defense. It's very hard to be yeah, a mean, team like that. Their team wasn't as athletic or like big as this Illinois team is defensively. So I think that was the issue. But yeah, I mean, it, it was attending that. Big Ten tournament game was extremely frustrating. <laughs> oh I was gosh. like, oh, is is he going to play Dane? And of course, he played Dane like the entire game. So, yeah, I think well, I think he had some li- uh, liabilities last year. I mean, granted, he didn't have to play Dane the whole game, but unfortunately, Dane had to play a you know a port like more than he has to play this year. Um, but I just think Brad and Brad and Collins both pointed this out. It's just really interesting when you have the guys and can play that pro style matchup offense and spread it out. It's, I mean, it just looks really good. And you get it. Yeah. Like Illinois gets, like, I don't think there's anything super sophisticated. Like, there's no like great offensive system that's being run here. Like, as much as I'd love to give Brad credit, it's just the players they have, these guys know how to play basketball. They have a couple, doesn't seem like they have more than like four or five sets. And they just run them and wait for the right matchup and, and find guys that are open. Wait for a guy to run at you at the three. Then you have an open layup or condition if a guy you know rolls over to you and you, you find the open guy. So it's they just have so many assists. And that's what's amazing to me. Is they, Illinois teams have never had this many assists. But, Joe, that's the exact sign of a good coach. Like finding that the fact that he just is doing the same thing and it's working – and finding the matchup, whether it's tie backing him down, whether it's Domask, to me, it's like that is what has been missing. It's like you, he, Brad has adapted 
perfectly to the players that he has on his team. He's not trying to implement the weave because we don't have the players to do that. <laughs> the triple weave. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's like it's the same thing with you could talk about in football, right? It's like Justin Fields dropping back and trying to be a drop back passer. He's not going to do that. You need to adapt your offense to the personnel that you have. And Brad, I think I feel like that's always been our critique of Brad. And he's just done it so much this year and the Northwestern game just kind of cemented it for me to me that was an absolute masterpiece I'm going to segue this into captain of the ship plank I'm going to go first with my captain and I'm I'm riding with daddy Brad after that performance man that was just an absolute masterpiece I, I was I not that there wasn't I think there was one possession chaps I texted you about this there was one possession that I got frustrated the whole game, and I think it was like a fluke Northwestern got those three offensive rebounds. But it was just, I think the ball just bounced their way on each missed shot. But aside from that, like every possession, it was like it, it, every possession offensively and defensively was good. And I, you have to give credit to the head coach for that. And I'm riding with my captain, Brad. And if I'm going to my plank... I, I might let, let's do let's do a round of captain first because I got to think about my plank. There's not there's not many people to plank after that that performance. So, who wants the next? Who who wants their captain? I'll go. Uh, my captain is Justin Harmon. He took nice the second second most shots on the team against Northwestern, which I find fascinating. Um, he he tries on defense. He makes the right plays. My dad texted me and said that he he's a really nice player. So you got to get props <laughs> for that. Um, and when when he says, "Hey, number four is a really nice player," you know you you, you pay attention. Um, and he he scored twenty points, shot eighty percent from three after he bricked one, which he does every game. <laughs> and I mean, he's. He, I think on one of the first podcasts that we had this year, I talked about like, hey, who's going to be that guy who steps up? Um, because a lot of these guys are they're they're not some they're not guys like outside of Shannon and Domas that you expected to really you know bring it night in and night out. And and Gary Gary A's kind of surprised us with that a little bit, but he's stepping up with uh, Shannon suspended, and I mean he's looking very much like what they need right now. Like if they didn't have him to bring off the bench, they'd have to bring in uh, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, who is a good offensive player, but we're not sure if he's, you know, there yet uh, defensively just because he's a freshman. So you sent me that, uh, before we get to Joe, you sent me that text of like someone saying the the Illinois lineup next year. It's I, like, I don't even know why, people tweet or discuss that like the <laughs> the portal is just going to change the team yeah. entirely most likely right like you, you wouldn't have guessed that all these guys are on our team now so i just think like prognosticating that is pretty silly uh with the transfer portal when you could just get five new guys if you have enough nil money available you know so we are right, well, real quick before I forget this thought. I think we should do a separate pod over over the next couple of weeks, uh, castaways only pod, where we talk Ooh. about pods and we talk about some of the other. Because I think 
Brad's record with castaways is is a, is better than it seems. There's one NBA guy that that seems to be overshadowing it, but the fact that he's gotten in a bunch of transfers, a few of which have been All-Americans, I think his record's good on that front. And for, as, as for the captain, I'm going to go with Josh Whitman for a few reasons. Ooh, nice. I, I thought, I think the, the fact that Josh Whitman brought in Brad, and I have had <laughs> so many, granted, the Loyola burn in our hearts is, is going to be a hard hold to fill. It's going to be a very hard hold to fill. But the fact that we've had as much joy watching Illinois basketball Mostly in 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 Bradyberry in January and December, you know, not not necessarily March, but we did have that awesome Big Ten tournament run. There's been so many games where I'm like, I got to take a shower after that game, just watching watching Io, watching Kofi, watching all the boys, Trent. It's just like it's it's been such a joy, and that joy's been on full display the last three games. I felt like that joy. It's like I, I was like cheering really hard last night i was just simply watching the game and it could have been because of the cbd drink i was drinking but, <laughs> is that but, why you weren't that active in the the group chat joe i know uh, I, I was i was recording it the game okay. so i'm always like 20 minutes behind the weeknight <laughs> games because of bedtime but i was i was just i was watching the game and i was like this is just a joy i don't i'm just taking it all in um so that's that's one. And number two, I thought, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get into it, but I thought the way he's he handles um, uh, controversies and, and issues that that the athletic department has to deal with, such as the Terrence Shannon uh, suspension. Um, I think he does a really I think he does a really good job in these situations. I think yeah. he shows great leadership. No one's ever going to make perfect decisions, whether it's you know, seeing this thing through or, you know, things that happened in the past or things that will happen in the future. But I feel really comfortable with his leadership at the head of the athletic department. Yeah. Well done, Bills. Well done. That was a good one. All right. Well, let, let's jump into our planks. I'll, I'll lead us off here. The plank. I, I was struggling to come up with one because I was going to do captain in the plank, but I couldn't think of one on the spot. But now I, I got the, uh, the site's locked in, and they're going after the handicappers for <laughs> what's happening here tomorrow. I, I don't know if you guys got a, a visual on what the line is for tomorrow night. I am pl- planking Vegas plus 10 going into Mackie tomorrow. I know we don't have TSJ. It's 10 and a half we, now. What is it, Jubes? It's 10 and a half now. 10 and a half. They're planked. Last time, you know, you know what? I texted you guys this. We were favored by six against Mizzou. That was, we won by, I couldn't believe that line. I really couldn't. We won by 24, and we were favored by six last night. Or, I'm sorry, Tuesday night. Won by 30. So, I'll predict a, right now a 14-point win tomorrow night in Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you guys planking? <laughs> What do you Jubes, got, Bills? You go. yeah, Jubes? Um, Mine's going to go to Greenberg. Um, <laughs> Steve Greenberg, yes. A lot of Greenbergs in sports media. Um, 
this this he's just a symptom of a larger p- problem with sports media in particular but i don't want to get into the cfp thing because i know there's some java men who uh you know re- really want wanted florida state out of the uh, cfp <laughs> but um i mean they've been on other continents at this point so i don't know how much they're paying attention um but you can't just rank a team based on them losing a player and then completely change their ranking um, without seeing them play a game. Th- th- that's not fair to the players on the team. And and the AP poll, I mean, it doesn't matter at all. Like, it's yeah. not really a thing that I care about anymore. Um, I, I look at the, the, the analytics and... I look at the resumes and the net and the NCAA has tried to kind of get away from people like Greenberg deciding who's making the (laughs) tournament. Um, But you can't just, you can't just drop these guys in your own ranking because you want to see how they play without it. You, you, you have them where they're ranked. And then if they struggle, you bring them down. And if they don't struggle, you keep them there. It's you're you're doing this. You're doing a disservice to the players that they they're they didn't play a game at that point. If if things things will shake out to the naked eye pretty clearly, if if you know that the team is not going to be what it what it was without one of their 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 best players. So I just don't I don't see the a reason for doing that. And he for for those who don't have the background, Steve Greenberg had Illinois, I think, nine in his previous ballot for the AP poll. Um, and he dropped them out of the AP poll completely because he wanted to see what they looked like. That's so, crazy. That's insane. I mean, the, you're, you're just teaching the players that like the games don't matter and the results of the games don't matter. And it's just about who this, who I think is good based on who's on the team. I mean, same thing happened in the CFP, Florida State players... They did. They did nothing wrong other than have their quarterback get injured, and you're just teaching them that those games don't matter at all. And I just think that we need to let the resume speak for themselves and not get into the nitty gritty of who's playing when when we're ranking in these types of situations. So that's my plank. Well done, Jibs. Bills, didn't you get into a spat with Greenberg at one point on Twitter? Before her game went time, someone has. He wrote a hit piece on Brad. Wow. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, he wrote a hit piece on Brad. Oh, yeah, it was about uh, like either trans kid people transferring away or people being like unhappy. Oh, unhappy with his coat with his coaching style. It was like he, <laughs> oh, yelled, he, he, yelled, yelling he yells too much. Yeah, yeah. is is. Yeah, this the 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 snowflake. Don't yell at my kid. He's not. Yeah. You know, he's he's gonna be depressed the rest of his life type of mentality that's <laughs> everything wrong with with society but so i i went after him and he's like i was like there was not one mention of iodasumu who's got drafted by the bulls who, who speaks so highly of brad under not one mention in the article of, of <laughs> yeah you can critique brad the, the yelling at players is not something yeah. that matters at all yeah so all right, well, Bills, give me your plank. My plank's going to be Jawan Howard. Uh, <laughs> Jawan, Jawan, 
Juwan on on Friday, December 29th. I didn't even know this happened. He lost to McNeese State. McNeese State. Never heard of McNeese State. And they are currently losing at home to Minnesota. Who's at home? Wait, did they? Was McNeese State? That was at home. That was in Ann Arbor. That was in Ann Arbor. And they also are currently losing at home by seven with three minutes left to Minnesota, who we know is not good. So the only thing going for him is that the football team is the championship and no one's paying attention. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. The things it would be different right now. If, if Michigan loses that game to Bama and attention is turned to basketball, it's going to get ugly for Juwan. What if Juwan knew the plays that the other team was running before they ran? All right, gents. Well, we, you know what? I, I think we got to jump straight into the Purdue preview here. We spent some time on Northwestern. I think I'm not surprised because of how well we played. We, we, uh, I, I felt a little bit like Brad after that game in the press conference. Just, just the biggest smile I've seen on Brad Underwood's face as an Illini coach. That <laughs> was, it was the best. So let's do a Purdue preview. I, I, Tomorrow night, 7.30 game at Mackey. Top 10 matchup. I know we we just threw shade at the AP pools, Java Jubes, but Illini come in at 9, Purdue number 1 in the country. Illini have an opportunity to take down on the road, number 1 team in the country, Purdue. I mean, we got to call a spade a spade. Super impressive. Best player in the country with ED. They have the cheat code. They have some impressive victories this year. They they took care of business against Marquette, Arizona, Tennessee. I mean, that best resume in college basketball. There's no debate. They beat uh, Gonzaga as well. One loss coming against the Kitties somehow, <laughs> some way in Evanston. Who wants this one? Jubes, take me through how we beat Purdue at Mackey tomorrow night. Well, did you watch Northwestern game? We got the girls some tape. How did Northwestern? I did not watch that, by the way. So I, I would love for you to to explain to me how Northwestern beat Purdue. So what they did is they basically said, we're not going to let Edie get any easy looks, and we're also not going to allow him to be comfortable and get the ball where he wants to get it. So what they would, what Purdue would do is that they would run a pick and roll at, at generally the top of the key or um, the wing um, for Edie. And most teams would then say, oh no, we got to have our big guy on uh, Edie and we need to have our small guy who's uh, getting picked stay with his man. And with that, when when that happens, usually if the if the the guard or whoever is guarding the the, the guy getting um, sc- getting the screen, um, he, he it's going to create a, a matchup disadvantage where the guard's going to have a, a step or two on who was guarding him originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the guy with Edie's trying to stay with his man, and so that that usually happens a lot, especially in teams that play drop coverage that they're, they're basically on a two on one 
with the guy guarding Edie on the way to the hole. And Braden Smith is very good against drop coverage this year. He's one of the, like, Kolek was very good against Illinois, and, and Braden Smith's been doing very well um, attacking that this year, too. Um, so what they did is they said, we're just going to switch whoever is guarding Edie onto the guard, like Braden Smith or, or uh, Fletcher Lawyer, and then we're going to have the guard or whoever was getting screened just front Edie. Okay? So by fronting Edie, that basically meant that you're not giving him an interior pass. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not getting an easy like back down necessarily. He's having to work to even get the ball. And what what happened then is when they would throw the the pass over whoever was guarding and fronting Edie, they'd have guys kind of shade in towards the 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 um kind of the, the the bottom of the paint near the basket, and they would they would steal a lot of those plat passes. They they deflect them, and it was really hard for them to just get interior looks to to Edie. So that's how they did it defensively. Um, most teams do not do that. They, that they make sure that they have a bid guy on Edie and they double him. So it was a very out of the box way of trying to do it. But on the road, when per your, your role players just don't show up as well on the road, right? I mean, neutral site games, there's not really a fan base either way, unless you're an Illini fan. It seems like every neutral site game that they always have a huge (laughs) following, but the um, on the road, you 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 let the role players beat you, right? If if uh, Ethan Morton or Mason Gillis or Cameron Hyde, if if those guys want to shoot threes and make them, I think you'll live with that. And they were basically shading from the guy that they were okay letting shoot the three and saying, hey, you know, if you want to skip past to this guy, we'll let him shoot. Yeah. And they, they didn't shoot that well. Um, offensively, Braden Smith is much more of a uh, offensive player as opposed to defensive player. So Boo Booey, Ty Berry, those guys would get those Purdue guards in the pick and roll with Edie. That would bring Edie out of the paint. And uh, it was it was really it was really difficult for Edie to kind of stay with Boo Booey or Ty Berry or whoever was guarding them. And Lawyer and Smith just aren't as good and strong, necessarily strong enough to kind of get through screens and and play defense the way that you know Illinois guards can. So they they were basically running kind of the same stuff back back and forth on offense and defense, and it it just it it really attacked what Purdue can do and what what their weaknesses are kind of on the defensive end. So do I think Brad's going to do that? No, I don't. I think he's going to play drop coverage and I think um, he's going to do what he's always done because I've never seen him do that. I mean, I would love if he tried something a little different, but I think we're going to see a lot of drop coverage on pick and rolls and we're going to see potential single coverage on Edie and just letting him score and just not guarding the or, and making sure that three point shooters don't score at home because at home is when you, you kind of your role players shoot shoot very well. Or we're going to see him kind of mix it up and and double occasionally and hope that those guys aren't making their shots. But, 
mean, going into Mackey is much different than Purdue playing on the road just because Purdue plays a lot of guys, but mo- most of them are just better at home because a lot of them are, are role players. I mean, they, Smith's been very good this year. Lawyer's been very good this year. But other than that, I mean, yeah. Trey Kaufman, Ren, Lance Jones, other than that, it's, it's, it's mostly role players. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I, that was a great breakdown. I do think you, you go into the game plan, go into the game with different game plans, whether you're playing them in Mackey or at the State Farm Center. Because I, I, the, the last thing you want is for a couple of those Purdue shooters to get hot, get the crowd by. Because nothing, like E scoring a two-point shot, yeah, like that's going to happen. But that let's get the crowd jazzed as if a couple of those guys come down and they make three threes in a row. And then all of a sudden they're on an 11 yeah. run, you know? So like, I, I personally would not double ED right off the bat. I would stay home on the shooters, but it, you know, and then maybe try to, you know, go down and, um, what do they call that? Where you, you swipe at the ball, um, and try to kind of stay on your guy and try, and try to bug him a little bit. Maybe bring a late double team with when it's low on the shot clock, something like that, um, or maybe just mix and match it. But I wouldn't straight up double every time. I just think that's a recipe for disaster at home in Mackey. On the road, I think 100 percent you you follow the Northwestern playbook. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's he's a Chico. That's why it's tough. it's like kind of like pick your poison. It's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's just if yeah, you know, and. W- you you don't want Coleman getting in foul trouble because right. then that's a good point. He's going to throw Dane in and kind of your and your offense your your offensive strength that you can bring Edie out with. You don't have anymore. The other interesting thing is like will Painter put Edie on Ty Rogers or. Because he, I think he makes, Ty is too quick for Edie, though, don't you think? I mean, but I'm just saying, like Ty stands in the corner if he's not playing booty ball, right? And he doesn't yeah. shoot. That's so probably they, the best best move. So will will they do that? And yeah. what does that mean? I mean, if if Braden Smith is on Ty Rogers, Ty Rogers should do should should back him down every play. But it, it's just going to be very interesting to see kind of how Purdue and Illinois, you know, trade trade adjustments with who, what their matchups and individual like assignments are. I think the game is going to go over. I think Illinois is going to get what they want on offense. Assuming um, Hawkins is in foul trouble. I mean, granted you, you could, we could go cold from the three in that kind of environment, but I, I just think we were, our matchups great offensively against them. And I just think they're a tough matchup against anyone. So I would bring, have Hawkins be the point guard, have him bring up the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make, I mean, make who make whoever Edie's guarding bring up the ball. Then you a don't have pressure on that person bringing the ball, or or Edie's picking them up at half court, and I doubt he's picking anyone up at half court. Yeah, yeah, you got to bring them out, and you gotta you gotta attack their guards. That's how you that's how you win. Who who does Braden Smith cover on the Illini? That's what I want to know because he's six he's six feet, so he's given up at least five inches to anybody except maybe Harmon. Yeah, I mean, he, he can't got? really. I would think that he's a bad matchup for, uh, well, like, looking at it from Purdue's lens to anybody on Illinois that starts. I mean, maybe Luke Goody. Yeah, 
that's but probably then, the one. Luke Goody's not a booty ball guy. Yeah, it's just not. It's not his game. But that's the only one. I mean, Lawyer is not huge either. You know, so yeah. If if they want to put him on, one. if they want to put him on Goody, that they're gonna have to do something with um with Lawyer. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if you get Edie out of the paint. And we know the recipe for that is Coleman Hawkins hitting some threes. I'm kind of with you, Joe. I I don't know. I I think we're kind of a matchup nightmare for them. And then, Jupes, going back to what you were talking about, that was a great breakdown, by the way. Awesome breakdown of how Northwestern took down Purdue with how they did it. I mean, is there a better team to play defense the way Northwestern did than Illinois? Because you said that they they were switching with a guard. So that yeah. means you got like tie fronting. Mm-hmm. You you got a bigger guy than your average point guard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's Illinois is probably the perfect team to do that. And then you got a guy like Quincy, who I think is going to be the X factor in this game. Cause that guy, he's an absolute monster on the boards. And he could he's been shooting lights out. He's it, it's gonna be interesting to see. But the, it's just so like th- that's why the that's why the peed or you know grows exponentially because each game we saw the same thing happen and then Brad would be like, well we've we've looked at the analytics we don't know why you know in the second half when Dane doesn't play we're so much better it's like well it's because Dane's not playing yeah nothing against nothing against Dane he would be, he's not a bad player it's just that Hawkins like unlocks a lot of what they can do and what makes them successful you know dane would be dane would be a good starter on a lot of big 10 teams that just don't have what illinois has um personnel wise start on northwestern (laughs) (laughs) should we get the predictions predictions i want to see some booty ball tomorrow where you i I want predictions and where you guys are watching the game i'm going to tee this up a little bit so i'm looking at the fox sports Elite game and studio broadcaster roster. My hope is that tomorrow night, top ten matchup. We've got Gus Johnson, Jim Jackson, Bill Rafferty on. The <laughs> it's Hummel. Oh, is it's it Hummel? Hummel yeah. loves Eliana though. Was, what about I, Hummel? What was with Hummel, Hummel does a good job. What was with Hummel job. making fun of Max Williams' tights though? That was wild. <laughs> did anyone? Did anyone hear that? I missed that. That's funny. Well, we've got a top ten matchup. First one in the in Mackey since two thousand and ten. Wow. So it's going to be a raucous environment. With that said, the Illini, we know, are tough. They're gritty. You know what travels on the road, gentlemen? Toughness and rebounding. (laughs) Toughness, defense, and rebounding. Toughness, defense, and rebounding. And togetherness and connectedness. That all travels. So I'm going to go with the Illini win. I'm going to go 80-77. Illini. Wow. I like it, Joe. Where are you watching the game? Uh, I'm going to watch it at home. With, with in my, I'm going to watch it at home. I need to be locked. It's top 10. I can't. I gotta, You're locked in with the, the scallywag? Yeah. Javalytics? Um, I think it's going to be 81-75 Purdue. <sighs> um, Java Jubes. I, I want... 
I would love nothing more than Illinois to win. Illinois is also playing with house money. If they lose, it, it, I mean, all I, all I care about in the Big Ten is the Sean Harrington plus minus. Um, so if they lose, it's not a negative one for Illinois or a plus one for Purdue. It's just nothing. Um, and like, I think if, if we, even with, with the full team, I don't think anyone expected Illinois to win this game if they were doing kind of the, the win loss at the beginning of the year. So, I mean, I think Illinois knows that they like have nothing to lose on this one. Um, and, and they'll, they'll keep it competitive, but I just think like the shooting for the role players and Mackey's just going to be, be tough. But I think, I think it will be closer than maybe some of their prior matchups throughout the whole game. I mean, uh, I, I'm hoping for kind of a barn bur- burner like the uh, Andre Curbelo return on on Martin Luther King Day. I that think was an awesome game in OT. The the double OT where he was running the pick and roll with Omar Payne. God, that um, was glorious. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, I'm hoping it's it's something like that. Uh, but I I just think it's tough to beat Purdue at, at Mackey and yeah. One one, one tidbit. Andre Curbelo had a triple double tonight. Just had to throw that in. There. Ooh, cast away. Yep, yep. We got one. We got one. Where are you watching, Jubes? Um, I'll I'll be watching. I'll be watching on the couch in the basement. Uh, we'll we'll be, we'll definitely be locked in. We'll get bedtime done before tip off. Um, don't want to watch on a delay. So, well done, Javalytics. All right, real boys. Quick, real quick, live update: Minnesota takes down Juwan <laughs> oh, in over seventy-three, seventy-one. He's on a hot seat, man. Yeah, that's what I is going on. I also just saw that Minnesota's thirteen and one against the spread this year. So the maybe there's their coach was on the hot seat. He he's clearly playing above expectation, coaching above expectation. All right, boys. So I plank the handicappers. <laughs> I just want to do a quick reminder. We favored by six against Mizzou. We win by 24. So they were off by 18 points in that game. We were favored by six against the Kitties. We win by 30. They were off by 24 points. Average that out. Those two huge games, they were off by 21 points. Boilers, 10 and a half. I'll say 11. I think the handicappers are off by 21 points, and we're going to win by 10. 85 to 75, Illini. We're going to play go. booty ball, baby. How do you Domen- think we win? Like, what do you think we do that I, I that think, gives Purdue trouble? Do you think it's the booty ball? Do you I think, think it's, it's shooting? Ball. I think it's the booty ball, personally. I think Brad is just going to – he's leaning in so hard right now, and I love every second of it. And I think he's going to lean into this booty ball. I think Domaz, I, I don't know. You made an interesting point, Jubes, with putting Edie on tie. I didn't think about that. That has to be their best matchup. Because if if they put on, I think if they start with Edie on Hawkins, they're really going to struggle to stop us. The, I, it was just so efficient against Northwestern. I was very, very surprised. And everything was so easy. I know we shot... 10 of 18, that's not going to happen in Mackey, right? We're not going to shoot over 50%. No, probably not. 
But we even if we shot less than 30% against Northwestern, we still win by double digits. That's how efficient that offense was. And Domask, I mean, he was on fire, but, like, those are his shots. You know what I mean? Like, he was by the hoop, and it, that's it's such a high percentage shot. So I think it's going to be the booty ball. We're, me and Brad are leaning into the booty ball. I'm going to be watching. I got a babysitter for tomorrow night. So this Java men's going to the bar. I'll be, I'll be, I'll take a roadie. I'll pour a sail, sailor on the way to the bar. I got to do some PT. I screwed up my back. So I got, I got some physical therapy at 4.30. <laughs> and I come back, pour myself a stiff sailor, get the babysitter set up. And then we're going to do a little stroll over to the EP bars and sip a couple of rums and watch the line. I take down the number one team in the country on the road. Which EP bar are you going to in That's case awesome. any Java men want to want to attend the watch party? Um, I, we haven't decided yet. Maybe EPI. We'll see. You know, I, I haven't been to the Emerald Isle in a while, but I, I try not to frequent that place a lot these days. Maybe we'll end up in PR. We'll see. Jubes. I'll text you. Line up a babysitter. <laughs> All right. All right, boys. Any last thoughts? I'm just, I'm just like, I feel like a proud dad right now with Brad. I mean, as, <laughs> as, as I, I, I would say I'm either head or co-head of the peed. Uh, I yeah. just feel proud that like he's, he, he's coaching this offense the way that he is. Um, head of the defensively, squad. Defensively, right? I'm still, I'm still seeing this, him. You're head of yeah, the squad. Yeah, head of the squad. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, head or co-head of the squad. With with defense, I'm still seeing him run the same type of stuff, but that they just have such good players on defense that it doesn't really. I mean, I'm, I have no issue with that, especially against Northwestern. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he does anything different this game. But yeah, I mean, offensively, I'm just I, I can't believe that this is a Brad Underwood coach, coach team that I've been watching. I mean, they, they've scored in the 90s plus like what three or four times this year like that i mean that, that wouldn't have happened with even really our like teams with io and kofi i mean it's, it's crazy all right gentlemen it was fun you heard it here first from the java men victory in Mackey tomorrow night let's get it done boys thanks for listening we'll catch you next week ill i and i It's amazing just what the extra four inches does. Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.